Well, guys, hey, welcome back to Tam Talks, a place for real and honest conversation. And as you know, lately, I've been going a little bit deep and maybe even in an area that you're not used to me talking about. Most of the time I'm talking about fasting or prayer walks or my latest book. But I have to be honest with you, I have had a deep conviction about our country and where we're going politically. So I've wanted to bring some guests on that are educating us with our rights, our responsibilities, what the word of God says, and why do we as Christians even care about government and should we care? So once again, I'm bringing on a beautiful guest. Today, we have the blessing and the benefit of having Ann Farrell Tata. Anne has become a very good friend of mine, and she actually is in the House of Delegates. Is that how you say it? I know you guys are a little different on the East Coast with your terminology, and I'm going to have you share with me. But Anne Farrell Tata, thank you for your stand, both politically and what you're doing in America. So welcome, first of all. It's so good to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. Great to well, see you. Let me ask you, I'm going to start off with this. I know that you have a, a, a military background, correct? So you literally come from a military background. And did that have any bearing on you jumping into politics? Well, I actually, my military background is more my family. It's um, I'm the daughter of an army chaplain, retired army chaplain. I'm married to a now retired Navy captain. I'm the mother-in-law of a Navy officer who's a pilot. And I'm actually the sister-in-law of a army general, retired army general. So I'm surrounded. But yes, and it was kind of a unique um, perspective being in the military, growing up in the military, and also uh, the daughter of a minister. So we had, it was God and country from early on. I always say God was always a part of our family mm -hmm. from day one. Well, talk to me a little bit because you and I've had dialogues as a believer and as a Christian. I, I know a lot of people push back on me and they say, you know, don't you think your husband should just be involved in preaching the word of God? And don't shouldn't politicians talk about politics and preachers talk about the word of God? And, you know, neither should the two mix. And what do you think we as believers need to do as far as government and our involvement in politics? Well, you know, I think a more foundational um, premise is that if you're a believer, if you're a follower of Christ, it, it's in every part of your life, right? I mean, God is, he, he is the God of my family. He's the God of my occupation. He's the God of my friends. He, he's, he's my God, no matter what I do. And, you know, you, you hear about the, I think it's Lance Wall now, who's made very popular, the seven mountains, you know, he's, God never intended to not be a part of everything we do. And to me, that's the political world as well. As well. Um, it was never the intention that the uh, division of church and state was a letter. Everyone knows it's a letter from Thomas Jefferson. It was never, you know, part of the constitution. In fact, um, a lot of the early um, church and state issues were to protect the church from the state, you know, is the, we, we have it a little yeah. backwards. So, um, you know, I was a believer first and when I was called, and it really was a calling when I was called to run for office, I, uh, it really had to come from the Lord. And I, I have a whole story about how it all happened and how I confirmed with, with God that this is really what he wanted me to do. And when I agreed to do it, you know, they might have a consultant. That's how you do when you, when you run, you get a consultant who helps you navigate all the political campaigning. And he was like, you may want to tone down your, your faith you know, and I said, how can I, it's so much, it's in my DNA. It's who I am. Um, it's a part of me. So I actually ran on family, faith, and freedom. So for me, it was, it's all intertwined. And I don't know how people separate it out because he's got to be the God of our lives. 
and that includes every aspect. Well, I want you to do most of the talking over our next few moments together because you have educated me so much, Ann Farrell. Honestly, when I was just with you and we took our walk and then we went along the beach and and you began to talk to me because you are right there. You are where America was birthed, truly. And can you talk to us and those listening right now? Because honestly, a lot of us have either forgotten our history or we were never accurately taught the history of America and the involvement of our forefathers in their faith. Yes. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great um, per, um, question. So, you know, it all did start here. In fact, Virginia is the oldest law making body in the Western hemisphere. The only one older is, is England. And we've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, we always say Virginia is the mother of presidents uh, and George Washington, James Madison, um, Patrick Henry, Thomas Jefferson, they all served in the House of Delegates. And for, for Virginia, they call it the House of Delegates. Most uh, states call it the House of Representatives or the State House of Representatives, the State House. But we're kind of old school. And, you know, they used to send the delegation to the Continental Congress to meet. And so we're, we're sort of a throwback. Um, so we, we've been doing, we've been at this for a long time and it, and it really is remarkable. The other thing remarkable about Virginia is, uh, we have a cross actually in my district. It's, um, I serve the 82nd district, which is the Northeast part of Virginia beach. And there's the Northeast part of Virginia beach, right at where the Atlantic ocean and the Chesapeake Bay meet. There's a very tiny, very small army post called Fort Story. And on Fort Story is the Cape Henry Cross. And that is the apps, at actual place where in 1607, um, the ships from England came and landed. And, and on the ships, uh, on one of the ships was a man named Robert Hunt, who was a pastor. And he, the first thing he did is he erected a seven foot wooden cross and, and, and not only, uh, you know, thank God for this land and, um, but the main purpose of his prayer was to go out from these shores to proclaim the gospel. And so really everything kind of started here. The, the faith part started here, the government, you know, Virginia and uh, the United States started right here. So it's really not lost on me, honestly. And when I go to the house floor, we're still in the Capitol building, which is where Thomas Jefferson served and Patrick Henry was our first governor. And he was actually, I'm a direct descendant of his sister. So it's really in my DNA. Mm -hmm. And it is such, it is awe-inspiring to, to go, you know, and, and serve in the house, the state house, mm -hmm. where it really all began in, in the United States. And for so many, that may be so, it may be new to them to realize that this country was birthed out of a conviction for freedom and yeah. faith. And I had the opportunity of going to that cross with you. Do you remember right. you and I walked oh, yeah. and we stood at that cross and you and I stood and we prayed at that cross. Yes. And so there is good seed on good soil in that state. And yes. God, the legacy is continuing through faith-based people like you. But let me segue a little bit because not only did we pray at that cross, we walked along the beach together and then we made our way to a interesting erection of a what's the word I want to look at when they made that beautiful idol yeah <laughs> idol is probably the right word I wasn't going to say it I was going to let because I don't know if it's in your district I don't want to get you in it trouble. is in my district okay talk to me because here's what I want to segue to um 
think about when they erected these monuments and these idols and these to these foreign gods, and we're seeing it played out in our day to day. That was the word I was trying to use when they erect this idol for everyone to see. And it, it's, it's like a sea god, right? Wasn't it some kind of yeah, a, it's Neptune, King Neptune. Yep, so it's so it King Neptune. So we're walking along and here we see these two opposing one, one spiritual, one demonic. It is, it is in our face today that we are in a spiritual war, right? We are in right. a spiritual war. Talk to us as a believer. How are you managing and maneuvering being a representative of both parties, those who are walking in faith and those who are walking in a spirit of delusion? Well, I, I, you know, the weed and the chaff, you know, they, they, God, the, the Bible talks about that and the weed and the chaff will be together until it were not. And mm-hmm. it's always sort of a, you know, good versus evil scenario as, as old as time. And it is interesting. We have, um, we have on these shores right here in Virginia beach, we have the uh, CBN 700 club, Pat Robertson came and, and he broadcast all over the world, all over the world and operation blessing goes all over the world, you know, sharing the hope of Jesus Christ and providing, pro- providing goods and services to people all over the world. But then we also have the Edgar Casey, which is a whole new age uh, situation. That's right here, right here in the same place. So I feel like it's always kind of been side by side and it's, and it's, you know, I think of Joshua, who are you going to choose this day? You know, for me and my household, we will serve the Lord, but, but you know, he, the the Bible says, choose there, there's, there's good and there's evil and there's um, blessing and curse. And it's up to you to choose. And it's up, up to you. God is always inviting us. He's always calling us. It's just whether we accept the invitation and, you know, and, I, I was kind of, you know, it did seem a little innocent at first because uh, we, Virginia Beach, the city of Virginia Beach, we're a resort town. We really count on and we love our tourists. We love to have the tourists here for the summer and it's a great revenue stream and we welcome the tourists. And so uh, at the end of the season, you know, for all summer, we we always say we share our beach, we share, share our resources with our, our tourists, our guests. But then at the, in September, October, we, we reclaimed the, the resort town for ourselves. And so we had a festival and we kind of years ago, 45 years ago, the leaders of Virginia Beach went down to Mardi Gras and they kind of uh, copied a little bit or borrowed some of the, their ideas. And so we have the Neptune Festival. And, and so and some of it is innocent and funny. You know, we have our King Neptune who's and we have the tridents and we have the court the King Neptune's court and uh, even King Neptune wears this uh, crown and a robe and it has like barnacles hanging off. And, you know, it all, to me, it was all fine and innocent and everything until they put this King Neptune statue right at our boardwalk. And I was like, wow, you know, and it it does go to show you, you've got to be careful how much you associate with the world because we're, we are, we are counterculture, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, it, it really, uh, it just makes you, it makes you, uh, would hopefully will make you look at your, at yourself and, and your faith walk and say, what, what do I, who do I serve? And am I going to make a mockery of this? And am I going to be light about this? And the truth is, you know, we have to be serious about our faith. We have to be serious about our walk. And, and I will say as a daughter of a minister, my parents never really, we never really believed, we never believed in Santa. My dad was always worried that we would, um, 
you know, that he, if we found out Santa wasn't real, we would think Jesus wasn't real. So we, we, he old, always told us Santa's not real. Jesus says we still celebrated Christmas. We still had a tree. We still had presents. We still, and we had, we were kind of sworn to secrecy in our family, not to <laughs> ruin it for other kids, but, but, you know, it's, it's, True. I just feel like, you know, and, and I just, this is so funny, Tammy, but I just had this thought recently because, um, you know, especially in what I'm doing right now, there are people that don't always have my best interest. And instead of isolating myself from everyone that is, is you know, maybe has their a, a wrong motive or maybe that's trying to hurt me, I really feel like I had a revelation the other day. And that was Jesus, even after he knew Judas was going to betray him, even after he knew that he still associated with them. He still walked the walk and had him at his table, mm -hmm. right? That's and, good. but yet he was aware, he was aware and he knew that Judas, what Judas was going to betray him. And I, I feel like I kind of walk that line every day. I mean, I, there are people that don't agree the way I agree. They don't believe the way I believe, but my job is to love them. Mm -hmm. And I'm wise, I'm wise and aware, mm -hmm. but I love, I love them. And I kind of serve that way. I operate that way. Um, you know, and, and we have to, we have, we have to coexist mm -hmm, the chaff and the, uh, or the chaff and the weight weed have to coexist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and so lovely. I'm going to do that and still be the light and show love and not try to just isolate myself and stay away. Uh, so good. And so brilliant. I think we all have to, I think what we're realizing and Farrell is we definitely are seeing like we've never seen before light and darkness. Yes, we, we truly are. I mean, in our, we would say that it's been evident whether it's been COVID and the enemy overplayed his hand and it's so, it's so evident right now, but you know, in my prayer walks, I've shared this with you and I want to encourage everyone listening every day. I ask the Lord for three things for insight, wisdom, and revelation. And I truly do because there are Judases among us mm -hmm. and you don't even know who they are. You know, the Bible did tell us, you know, that there is one amongst us. And so I think that, that, that maybe they even knew because by our fruit were known. I mean, Judas, all he really cared about was the money, you know, right. show me the money and he wanted to carry it. So I think you have to have insight and wisdom. I'm just saying this in honesty to know who you're affiliating with, who you're associating with and have wisdom. I, it's interesting. I have a, a novel out, um, you know, about my novel and yeah. it's, I'm reading the second, the sequel in it right now called Collinsville. And it has to do with warfare and it has to do with, um, Imp, you know, plants that are coming into towns and cities. And I just think we need to be aware that Satan is alive and he's playing his hand and we have to be aware of what he's doing. And I want to segue by asking you this question. So many of us don't want to get in politics because we say, I'm not educated. You know, your guest today, Ann Farrell Tata, she grew up in a military background or she's smart or she's there, but I can't do anything. So let me just say, Satan is a liar and he's going to tell you you're not educated or you can't do it, but everyone can do something. So insight, wisdom, revelation would say to you, do something. So my question to you is, what would you want to say to our audience today about how do I get involved? What can I do? What are those first steps to take action to make a difference? Well, I really appreciate an opportunity to talk about that because before I tell you what you can do, I want to really set the scenario about how desperate we are for help. My district, and I don't, and I'm not unique. Okay. My district is not unique. This is pretty much everywhere. 
They, I represent 80,000 people in Virginia Beach, okay? Of those 80,000, about 60,000 are registered voters. Of those 60,000 registered voters, and this is Democrat, Republican, and Independent, every election, including the, the presidential, only 25 to 27,000 people vote. So for starters, we got to vote, okay? Mm -hmm. For starters, we have got to vote. And people complain about, you know, the, whoa, what's happening and everything, but you're right. They have to get involved and to get involved could be as simple as attending a meet and greet. When you're invited, when your neighbor invites you to come and meet a candidate, go and attend a meet and greet, host a meet and greet, um, a, a offer to go door knocking with a candidate, offer to make phone calls for a candidate, offer to really just even start more basic than that and sign up for your local, if you're, you know, whatever your party is, sign up for the newsletter to um, to start receiving the newsletter for the, that party because they have a newsletter. Um, join a Facebook group and start, you know, really start cluing in to what is going on. So every community has elections, whether it's local elections, school board and city council or um, county uh, supervisors that they're called different things, depending on where you live. The local elections, uh, sometimes they they um, the judges are elected elected. So it's everything. Every community is different, but there's always a local election to get involved. State elections are important, and then of course the federal. So uh, it's no we can't we can no longer not know what's going on. We can no longer not get involved because the truth is, if you have conservative values, they are being attacked daily. They are being attacked and you're called names for standing up for truth and things that are right and good and pure and lovely. You're being attacked and called horrible names for standing up for those things, mm -hmm. you know? And so um, it is really important this. And I, I've always, I've often said a lot of times conservatives, you know, they're working and they're, they're raising their family and homeschooling their children. And they're like, I don't have time to, to um, you know, get involved. But the truth is, you know, an hour to a week is mm -hmm. would be would be better than nothing and we need everybody this is an all hands on deck moment mm -hmm. and yeah. by the way i want to i want to point that out when you said satan is a liar he's a liar he's a deceiver and that we've got to remember that i was just reading going back to judas i was just reading when mary anoints jesus you know this was um right after Lazarus was raised and Mary and Martha and Lazarus all appear and they're all with Jesus. And um, Mary has her expensive perfume that she per costly perfume of pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with their hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples who was intending to betray him, remember still he was right there. He said, why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii given to the poor people? And what's in, what's remember, he's a, a liar and a, and a cheater and a thief. And, you know, they, sometimes even when you hear, but why can't you just do this for the poor? Why can't you just do that? And, you know, you got to look that that's not really what they want. They don't really, you know, the, the opposite party that says they care about women they don't care about women because they're allowing men to play women's sports. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the other side said they care about the, the um, environment. They don't care about mm -hmm. the environment. They want, you know, all these electric cars with the cobalt that's from, you know, being mined over in Africa by child children, child slave labor, mm -hmm. you know, it's, they're, they're, it's not true. Mm -hmm. And then it says, he said this 
not because he was concerned about the poor. He wasn't really concerned about the poor. He said it because he's a thief. Mm -hmm. And that's, I just feel like if we don't wake up to that, if we don't wake up and hearing these, you know, we got to resist these names that are being called us. We got to say those words will not take root. We know who we are. We are, we love because Christ loved us. We accept people. We have tolerance. We have much more tolerance than the other side Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the other side lies. Mm -hmm. So we need everyone to get involved. And again, it's simple to get involved. And so please do go call your local people and, and get started working. You you just said something that kind of piqued a thought in my mind. Let's talk about this because we don't want to talk about sides and that's the problem. People are like, well, can't we just all coexist? Can't we all get along? But there are two sides and you refer to it. It's good and evil. It's, it's God and it's Satan. And there are two sides and we have to, I'm telling you, please listen to me. You've got to ask for insight and wisdom. Yes. You have to be able to discern because there is a spirit of delusion is what the Bible says. I was just yeah. reading in second Thessalonians this morning and the last days, there will be a spirit of delusion. And wow. that's why, honestly, and Pharaoh, we can't discern so many people. If you don't have eyes to see and ears to hear, you can't discern what's happening. And how many people in your district, I know here in ours in Anaheim, people are saying, how did this happen? This right. happened so quickly. It did not happen so quickly. Mm-hmm. Satan is methodical. Yes. He's strategic. He has been working on our city in Anaheim through a very liberal agenda, even though we are still up to this point in Anaheim. We've been very, I'll call it republic, but we've been faith-based and we've been very strong here in, in Orange County. But we just recently elected a very liberal mayor. So I don't know if you've seen what just happened yesterday where she has invited this demonic group to come to Angel Stadium and be her guest for LGBT gay for you know Pride Day. And they mock Jesus, they mock the nuns, they mock Christianity, and she's our mayor. And had we in Anaheim been awake a little sooner, we maybe could have stopped this. So all I want to say is it's on our watch. Mm -hmm. We are the watchmen on the wall. Amen. Amen. So I want to say to you, someone who's going, I don't know if I could do it. What would be your appeal to them? What would be your answer to them, because I know you, you're smart, but you're just a woman with a conviction that went after your calling. Amen. Well, amen. And, and I will tell you that I am the most ill-equipped, uh, not, I was a non-politico. I had no interest, no aspiration. This was never a thought in my head. And, and yet I did feel, I feel called that the, the uh, Republican party asked me to do it. I, in my head said, absolutely not. I told them I would pray about it and talk to my husband. And I, I came home and said, Bob, you're not going to believe they want me to run for office. He said, absolutely not. I said, thank goodness. And I went to bed that night and literally in the middle of the night, God woke me up and I'm a sleeper. That's a lot to wake me up. Okay. And I really felt like he said, I, I thought you would say yes. And I, said, but God, and I, I, I had a number of things. I was like Moses. I said, God, I'm, I'm, I get tongue tied. I'm not articulate. I, I don't, I wouldn't know this. I don't know the issues. Trust me, but God, how am I going to raise money? I can't self-fund this campaign. Trust me, but God, we have a daughter that was getting married out of state. 
later that year. And he's, trust me, trust me. And so what I would say to anyone is be open to the calling that God has on you. And it may not be something that you have even remotely in your head, but be open because the only reason I did do this and the only reason I have been able to do this is because God has taken me by the hand. I've been so tethered to him that he has helped me every step of the way. He's opened doors that no man can open. He's closed doors that no man can shut. And he has led me. And the two verses that I literally live by every day on my team is so, you know, they, they know them by heart now. One is John 15, five, apart from me, you can do nothing. But with me, you we can bear much fruit. And so I'm with him. And the other is Galatians 3, 3, um, do not complete in the, in the flesh, what I have begun in the spirit. And even now, you know, my third year into this and I'm running for reelection, I am, I am my prayer every day is God, don't let me complete in the flesh. Let me stay in the spirit with you because with him, he will go before you. And the nice thing about that is the pressure is off. You know, I know if you're going to talk behind my back, which they do, they're, they're attacks against me. The glory of the Lord is my rear guard. Got to deal with him. So you know, he goes before me, he is behind me and I'm doing this for him. I'm doing this for him. And, and, you know, I, I will say, and, and it's unfortunate that Republicans get a bad rap. I'm like, I, everyone that knows me, I mean, people that have known me for years, even strong liberals, even, even atheists, we have some of our best friends are truly atheists and they know I am love. I don't, I'm not coming in guns blazing, judging them, you know, telling them what they're doing wrong. No, I love God. God calls me to love. Okay. Mm -hmm. His Holy Spirit's job is to convict or correct or whatever. My job is to love. I did that before I served in office. I do that in office. The first thing I did when I got to office, I went to the Democrat side and I said, Hey, I want to know you. I want to know your story. We're colleagues. Let's do this. I have a great relationship with the other side. I don't agree with them on many things. They don't agree with me, but 85% of what we do, we do together. And, you know, it, it, it's not, it, it can work. It can work and it does work. That's beautiful. Wow. Well, listen, I don't know if you just heard what I heard, but there are two words that God wants to say to you today. And that's trust me. Yeah. Trust me. And someone came upon this YouTube today or this podcast and God brought you here, maybe for information, but mostly for those words, trust me. He is a good God that knows us and loves us. And Ann Farrell, it's been so beautiful because you've given us an education. You've given us a history uh, of responsibility. You've given us tools and resources and strategies. So you, you've been informed through this podcast today or you're watching us on YouTube. That's great. But now my question to you is what will you do? What will you do on your watch? I mentioned on, in our last broadcast, I don't think I said it here, but the Bible does say my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And we have knowledge. We've got the word of God. We have the spirit of God. We can make a difference. We can be that country that was birthed at our inception as a country that believed in God, believed in freedom. And that's what I'm really believing God for. So, hey, you guys, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Ann Farrell, I love you. I'm going to be with you on 4th of July. I'm so excited. And uh, we're going to be together out there. And God's going to do some great things. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much.
Hey, would you just, I don't do this often, maybe once or twice. Would you just pray right now as we close over everyone listening, maybe a blessing, maybe an impartation of calling, maybe someone that just, they don't know what to do. And maybe they're going to feel from the spirit of God right now through your prayer, what God wants them to do. Yes, absolutely. Father God, I just thank you. First, I honor you, Lord. We invite your Holy Spirit just to be here with us and everyone that's listening or will listen. God, just invite your Holy Spirit to just pierce their heart. And we just call on the host of heaven to go and give their families and their households peace and joy and comfort and encouragement and hope. And Lord, I just really believe with all my heart that every Sunday and sitting in churches throughout America and throughout the world are people saying, God, what is my purpose? What can I do? I don't know what to do. And Lord, I pray that you will answer those prayers with here, come, send me, that you will send them and to what we are trying to accomplish to re, re, um, retrieve what the, um, the conservative values mm-hmm. and the loveliness and the godliness that and the righteousness that you want and desire for your children. I pray, God, that you will call them, that they will hear your voice saying, come here, follow me, and that you will provide, uh, you will open doors and give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and discernment as they Mm -hmm. walk closer Mm -hmm. to you. God, reveal yourself to those who, who are, have that spirit of delusion. We ask you to, to, to reveal yourself to them and, um, open their eyes, take the scales off their eyes. And God, we just thank you that you have not given up on us, that you love us Mm -hmm. and that it is not your will that any of us perish. And so with that, God, I just lift up our citizens of the United States and ask you to put a hedge of protection around them, guide and protect them. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Wow. Amen. That was so powerful. And for those of you, I know many of you needed that prayer. Many of you need to talk to God. You need to just voice your heart, have communication with him. God wants to speak, but he also wants you to listen. So, and Farrell, oh, no, we love you. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. And hey, guys, if you um, have not already, please go down and click that bell for notifications so that our next upload, you'll be sure in here and watch all of our podcasts with Tam Talks. We bring you great information from great speakers. Love you so much. Thanks, Anne Farrell Tata. God bless you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.